to us. Fires, touchdown Miami. Waddle snuck into the end zone of Miami. Boy, tight throw, tight window. They had to get that touchdown on that play. They get it. What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network, covering your team, your Miami Dolphins. How's it going, everybody? I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and on today's show, it's not a free agent edition of the Drive Time Podcast, but it is a veteran acquisition edition of the Drive Time Podcast. Wide receiver Tyreek Hill, the newest Miami Dolphin, joins the show today. We're going to talk to Tyreek here in just a minute and get his take on coming to Miami, playing with Waddle, Tua, Mike McDaniel, Wes Welker, all that fun stuff. Plus, I'll give you all the ridiculous, ridiculous details on the guy, the career this guy has had so far, six years into the National Football League. From the Baptist Health Studios inside the Baptist Health Training Complex, this is the Drive Time Podcast. That's another Miami Dolphins so the Dolphins acquire Tyreek Hill. I'm going to say it again. The Dolphins have acquired wide receiver and three-time first-team All-Pro and six-time Pro Bowler. He's been in the league for six years. Wide receiver Tyreek Hill from the Kansas City Chiefs. We got the stake in Teron Armstead. Now the sizzle here with Tyreek Hill. The compensation going back. You probably saw the reports on, was it Wednesday morning, about activity with the trade and the competition between Miami and the Jets to make Tyreek Hill their newest big play receiver. The Dolphins wind up getting the deal done, and they acquire Hill in exchange for the 29th pick this year, the first rounder, the 50th pick this year, the second rounder, and a fourth round pick this year. Miami has a couple of those, so I'm not sure which one it is exactly yet, but one of those fourth round picks heading over to the Kansas City Chiefs. And then also in 2023, a fourth round pick and a sixth round pick. So kind of the big takeaway there is Miami uses their capital to go out and get a player like Tyreek Hill, who has accomplished as much as anybody going right now. And they also preserve those two first round picks in 2023. And just to kind of put a bow on that, or I guess there's no bow on that because the sun has not set But that Laramie Tunsil trade from back in 2019 has now produced the likes of Jalen Waddell, Javon Holland, and Tyreek Hill. And of course, there's plenty of other names and draft picks involved in that. But you have to like the Dolphins' ability to use that draft capital to go out and make moves and get players of Tyreek Hill's caliber. So let's get to know this guy. You probably know him pretty well by now. He's been to the Pro Bowl every single year of his NFL career. He's 28 years old, 91 career games played, 73 starts, 6,630 receiving yards. I looked it up. That's number 176 all time already. And he's just 1,531 yards shy of cracking the NFL's top 10. That is a within one year's worth of production within reach. He could be a top 100 all time receiver with another huge year in 2022. He also ranks 16th in National Football League history for the most receiving yards through the first six years of a career. I mean, we're talking about upper echelon here, guys. He's a member of the 2010 NFL All-Decade Team, 479 grabs, 6,630 yards, and 56 touchdowns as a pro. He's also added 719 yards on the ground and six rushing touchdowns. It's video game production from Tyreek Hill. In fact, his 7,349 yards from scrimmage are the sixth most in NFL history for a player in his first 91 career games. He's also made several other lists with that distinction with those 91 game appearances, including his touchdown production, 
62 visits to pay dirt are the third most all-time for a player in his first 91 contests, and he also has the third most touchdowns, and this includes punts and kickoffs, so it's 67. Since entering the NFL in 2016, only Todd Gurley and Derrick Henry have more, and they're both within one and two touchdowns of Tyreek Hill, so he could capture that with a big year in 2022. How about going up top, going vertical, deep receiving, run after the catch, all that stuff. I've referenced this a few times now. I'm going to do it again. Daniel Jeremiah on his pre-combine conference call with National Football League Media was asked about by me if what he would do or what he thinks fits what the Mike McDaniel offense in Miami is as far as the receiver position. And he said, I would try to build a track team, a run after the catch team with Tua Tungavailoa. Well, enter Tyreek Hill who has 28 deep passing touchdowns. That's throws of 20-plus yards down the field since 2016. That's number one. Number two is 22 touchdowns, so he has a full six-pack more than the second-place guy. That's going to be a theme here in this little bit. Nobody has more 40-yard touchdown catches since the start of 2016 than the 22 by Tyreek Hill. In fact, five players check in in second place. Robbie Anderson, Tyler Lockett, Deshaun Jackson, Amari Cooper, Tyrell Williams, and they're all tied with 10. He's got more than double the second place guy. Nobody has more 50-yard touchdown receptions since the start of 2016 and the 13 from Tyreek Hill. And there's some cushion there as well. Deshaun Jackson has nine. There's a a four touchdown difference there. And when you're talking 13 and nine, that's, what is that, 25% more, give or take? I don't know math. Hill's 74 catches of 25 plus yards are the second most for a player in the first 91 career games. That stat has been tracked since 1991. So no Jerry Rice, no Tim Brown, but that's the that's the, that's the the echelon we're talking about here. And a lot of those house calls are from throws over the top, but he also has his fair share of run and catch touchdowns to boot. He's racked up 2,919 rack yards, run after the catch yards in a six-year career. And here's the year-by-year totals and ranks. In 2021, 576, seventh most in the National Football League. 2020, 617 yak yards, second most in the NFL. 2019, he had a dip in targets down below 90. He was 353. That was 19th in the NFL. 2018, 551, third. 2017, 525, third. 2016, 297, 33rd. And that was the lowest targets of his career that rookie season. And last year, Mike McDaniel's 49ers had three players inside the top 10 of average run after catch. George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and Debo Samuel all qualified for top 10 yak average. And he's mentioned this multiple times about those Niners teams finishing near the top of the National Football League in yak each year since he and Shanahan arrived back in 2017. And he talked about putting the ball in the hands of your best players and letting them go make plays, saying that's the best way to gain yards. That's what Tyreek Hill has been for the Chiefs and hopefully now here going forward with your Miami Dolphins. How about the fact that last year, defenses really changed their approach against the Kansas City Chiefs compared to the years prior? They had to. I mean, they had to find a way to contain Hill and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey in that prolific offense, one of the most prolific offenses the NFL has ever seen. So Tyreek had to adapt his game too. In fact, the Chiefs faced two high safeties, you know, split safeties at the greatest rate in the National Football League over the last five years, 54.8%, and that was 5% higher than any team, uh, any other team, I should say, in 2021. 
but he still found a way to produce at the same level with a vastly different route tree. Here's a quote from Patrick Mahomes, quote, pretty much every coverage he has two people on him or two people kind of shadowing over the top of him and he's still getting himself open, making tough catches over the middle of the field. He's really evolved his game. At the end of the day, whenever he gets into those man coverage situations, you can always hit him over the top for touchdowns, end quote. Andy Reid had similar praise for Tyreek Hill and a fifth round draft pick turned one of the NFL's really all-time producers here in Tyreek Hill. Here's what Reed had to say, quote, when he came here, he was raw. He had been a running back in college, so you could imagine that's a big change. They flexed him out and did all that stuff, but that's kind of where he was. Every year, he's gotten better. Now, he's refining all those wide receiver skills that he's learned here, and with his talent, he's a tough one to stop. Normally, people have ways of trying to double him, which is a compliment to him and his ability, but he's learned to work through it. He's better in space. He's more patient against man, setting things up. So my hat goes off to him. He's worked very hard at that, end quote. And despite that new challenge, Hill had career best last year in receptions, 111, first downs, 75, and his third best yards from scrimmage total of his six-year career with 1,300 and 35 yards. How about some more advanced metrics? Any way you slice it, it's going to come down as a top 10 receiver for pretty much every year he's been in the league. Top 10 in all these categories since 2016. Yards per target, 9.4. We talk about that on the Tuesday film review and stat look back podcast in season. Seven's good. Eight's really good. 9.4 for Tyreek Hill. Yards per route run. You want to be around two for the best receivers? 2.28. Well over that mark. Contested catches, 41 of them. So it's not just a guy that runs. He makes tough contested catches like Andy Reid mentioned. Average depth of target, 12 yards down the field on average. He's forced 87 missed tackles as a receiver. That's also in the top 10. And his passer rating when targeted is 116.4, also a top 10 metric going back to 2016. And again, Andy Reid mentioned him being a kind of quasi running back receiver when he was in college. He's done a little bit of that in the pros all over the formation. Last year, his, his snaps were split nearly evenly between the perimeter, 520 snaps, compared to the 508 he played from the slot. Now, he also has some snaps from the backfield throughout the course of his career as well, 143 snaps over six years as that kind of running back backfield position, also has some inline work as well, so he plays all over the formation. And how about some more numbers for you guys here, talking about the speed that he exhibits. Well, if the 4-2-9 40-yard dash he clocked back in the run-up to the draft back in 2016 didn't really properly showcase his wheels. I think his top speeds measured by next-gen stats, they ought to do the trick. Since 2016, Hill has appeared in the NFL's top 20 fastest top speeds every year except for 2019. In 2016, he had the fastest and second fastest times that year as well as the 20th fastest time, so three times on that top 20 chart. In 2017, he was on that chart four times, 6th place, 10th place, 12th place, and 16th. More recently, he had the 19th fastest time at 21.42 miles per hour in 2021 and the fifth quickest miles per hour at top speed at 21.91 MPH back in 2020. And that speed is just part of the athletic equation. He had a 939 in the RAS, the Relative Athletic Scorecard, and measured in the 90th percentile in 40 time, 20 yard split, 10 yard split, short shuttle, three cone, vertical jump, and broad jump. <laughs> in total... Hill's workout scored 88th all-time among 1,430 receivers who have tested at the NFL Scouting Combine or at their respective pro days. Now, Tyreek Hill joins an offense with players who, over the last two years, have registered the seventh fastest top speed in 2021, Jalen Waddell, 21.8 miles per hour, 
and the two top high speeds in 2020 via Raheem Mostert, 23.09 and 22.73 miles per hour. Lots of speed coming your way here with the Miami Dolphins. So that's your Tyreek Hill refresher. Go check out five things Tyreek Hill on MiamiDolphins.com as well as all of our content we have up there for you guys this free agency and offseason period. Up next here though, you're going to want to stay tuned. We're going to talk to the Cheetah. Tyreek Hill joins the Drive Time Podcast with Travis Wingfield next, brought to you by Auto Nation. What's up, Dolphins? Travis Wingfield here, the host of the Drive Time Podcast on the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network, and I am joined today by new Dolphins receiver Tyreek Hill, the Cheetah. What's up, man? What's up, man? Thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure to be in front of you, so thank you. You're too kind. You're too kind. Yes, sir. So you're, you're here in Miami now. We saw the, the airplane video. You find down with the family. Is it all hitting you yet? You excited to be down here in South Florida? Yeah, man, I am very excited. You know, um, I am ready, but it still hasn't set in, you know, with me yet. You know, um, maybe first practice, you know, feeling the grass, feeling the wind, hearing the music. That's when it will begin hitting me, you know, so I'm ready. So we saw uh, the reports early on, was it Tuesday morning about the, the trade happening and there was some competition for the Dolphins t- to get you, to acquire your services here. Right. Why did you ultimately decide to come to Miami? Man, just the offensive firepower, you know, um, just the talent, you know, no, um, nothing against no other team, you know, def- um, on the defensive side of the ball, they got a, uh, Miami has a great defense. And like I said, Tua, man, like a great arm talent, you know, very pre- uh, precise, you know, um, accuracy like he's very accurate so I was excited man to team up with a left-handed quarterback I've never played with a left-handed quarterback by the way so I'm very excited it's going to be interesting catching passes from Tua so it's going to be fun man meeting guys like Jalen Waddle getting coached by Wes, Wes Welker so I mean who wouldn't choose the Miami Dolphins baby I like the answer so you mentioned Tua's accuracy how right. does his accuracy help your game take it to the next level well being a speedster, man, like ball placement is everything, you know, um, being, being accurate, you know, Tua putting the ball in the right spot for myself, you know, gives me the the ability to catch and run, you know, so I won't have to slow down for any passes. So, like I said, I'm very excited for it, man, you know, and I, I can't wait to get the timing down with Tua. Yeah, you talk about the speed. You clock year in and year out on next-gen stats, some of the fastest high speeds <laughs> in the National Football League, man. It's, it's cool to go over that list and see your name on there so many times. How do you think your speed threatens and challenges a defense? What does it ultimately do to a defense and how they have to attack you and approach you guys? Like I say, like this year is going to be interesting. Like it's new for for myself and for um, the um, offensive coaches here. So it's going to be fun. Like um, staying up at night, drawing up plays for myself, you know, just thinking of different ways, you know, to help me get the ball and also, you know, um, help my teammates get the ball, you know. So I'm just here to um, try to win games, you know, and also have fun, you know. So there it is. Yeah, you mentioned Waddle and then talk about speed. He's got plenty of that as well. Right. I saw you talking about being excited about him, maybe doing the Waddle for us a little oh, bit, the, oh, yeah. little, the Penguin oh, yeah. Waddle. Uh, what does is, what is his speed do to help your game and how can your speed help his game? Well, you, you never can um, double team, you know, both speed guys, you know, because there are numerous weapons on this team, you know. So Waddle is definitely another up and coming threat, you know. Well, he is definitely a threat, you know. So I'm, I'm just, I'm like, I'm just excited just to see it all, you know. Another fast guy on the field, you know, who can run routes, you know, basically do the same thing you you can do, you know. So I'm, I'm ready for it, man. You mentioned your teammates, also the coaches, Mike McDaniel. What's your first impression of Coach McDaniel? Oh, he's great. Like he's probably the funniest guy I've ever met and a coach though and a coach you know so his funny is like sarcastic funny too though so I mean I, I love the guy already um his energy is definitely contagious you know and um, definitely a guy you know you would want to play for on Sundays Mondays or Thursday whatever the case may be even practices you know because he's one of those guys who 
who who is going to hold you accountable and also going to make sure he gets the best out of you, you know? So I'm, I'm very excited to play for Coach McDaniel. You also mentioned Wes Welker. Did you watch him when you were growing up as a kid? Oh, yeah, for sure. Man, back when he was in the, uh, uh, New England, he was a monster, man, you know? But Wes Welker, um, just, just his whole story, hmm. you know, like being cut by the Chargers and then bouncing around teams, you know, like stories like that, like really like, you know, impressed me the most. You know, small guy, you know, undrafted, you know, and things like that. So I'm excited to play for Wes Walker, man. So we talk about the offensive side of the football, but on the other side of the ball, Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, those right. training camp matchups, you looking forward to those? Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> like, it's going to be a lot of fun going against uh, two great cornerbacks in the Xavier Howard and uh, Byron Jones, you know. So it's going to be a lot of fun, man. It's going to be a lot of trash talk, and I love trash talk, man. So I, I, I'm excited, man. I think the fans are going to be pretty excited. I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait to see it personally. Right. So you, you talk about your role in Kansas City, not just as a playmaker, but as a leader, you know, in six years in the NFL now. Right. Uh, how have you kind of grown and, and evolved in that leadership role in your career here so far? Well, man, um, when I first came into the league, man, my whole thing was just, you know, playing at, at a very high level. Like, I, I didn't know, you know, if I was going to be a leader. I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know what, what I was going to be. I just wanted to play ball, you know, but. As the years went on, like it, it kind of grew on me, like more and more, you know, like the older I got, like the more guys that came in that were younger than me and they wanted to learn from me. So, man, just just being able to be that role model, just being able to like, you know, help those guys, take them up under your wing, just teach them everything that you know means a lot, man. And, you know, God bless those, you know, who who like bless others, you know. So I feel like me helping young guys like Miko Hartman and other guys along the way, you know, God, God bless me today or this week. So that's the way I look at it, man. And, and I'm going to continue to do that because I know I'm, I'm not always going to be in the NFL. Those guys got to, you know, come uh, come up just like I did, you know, and those guys are eager, eager to learn. You know, I have to imagine you take your role as a leader here with the Dolphins now heading into year seven is a, a pretty serious one. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. I mean, I, I'm definitely not going to like step on any toes or anything. But like I say, I'm, I'm here to work, man, just like everybody else in winning games. So you mentioned Mike McDaniel a little bit, Wes Welker. What is it about Mike McDaniel's system, what this offense can do to help benefit your game? Oh, man, just um, just just helping me be able to get drunk off the yak, man. Like who? <laughs> everybody loves a player who can get yards at the kit. So. His ability to to call plays and just um, play calling timing is is amazing. You know, um, I um, I watched San Fran a lot last year and the way that um, they they um, use Debo. You know, and you can see Debo's game, man. He was All Pro last year. You know, he was able to do his thing. Debo is a great talent, by the way. You know, so I'm I'm hoping for the same thing here in Miami. Yeah, they've they've led the league in yak a couple times with McDaniel being there in San Francisco. So exactly. hopefully some of that here with the Miami Dolphins. So we talk about football a lot here, Tyreek. You talk about being home in Miami. Right. Uh what's one thing you're looking forward to getting done outside of the football field? Like whether it's going to see a certain side or go to a restaurant. What's one thing you can't wait to take the family and go do down here in South Florida? Man, I finally get to play some beach volleyball every day. Oh, really? I love I love beach volleyball. I love me some beach volleyball and just hanging hanging out on the beach with, with my family, man. So I mean, those are like moments that I can't get back. So just being able to hang with my family on the beach, play some volleyball, play some U-ball, whatever the case may be, you know, just creating moments and memories. So Mike Kosicki, tight end, he's mm-hmm. he's got some some volleyball background. You guys might have to team up and get out there and yeah, go run man. some game. Yeah, that, that would be perfect. I need a tall guy <laughs> on my team. <laughs> perfect compliment. Tyreek Hill, new Dolphins wide receiver. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for having me. There he goes. What a fun interview that was. What a fun press conference he had in his introduction meeting with the South Florida media on Thursday. 
So there you go, Tyreek Hill. We're going to come back on the other side of this podcast and put a bow on it here on the Drive Time Podcast with Travis Wingfield, brought to you by AutoNation. Back here on a special veteran acquisition edition of the Drive Time Podcast. Can't call it a free agent podcast because Tyreek Hill was traded for by the Miami Dolphins, and he is here in South Florida. Did the introduction press conference, was phenomenal on that. If you have not gone to the YouTube channel, the Miami Dolphins team channel, and looked at that and watched it and, and soaked it all in, go do that right now. Talked a little bit about the process of coming here to Miami, how much he loves being here, how much he wanted to be here, and how excited he is to get going and get working with Tua, Waddle, all of his teammates. Can't wait to see those guys on the football field, man. Going to be a lot of fun come Sundays this season at Hard Rock Stadium. All right. That's going to be my time on this edition of the Drive Time Podcast. We also have Teron Armstead coming up. You're not going to want to miss that one. He was phenomenal in my sit down with him. As for my time, it's going to be my time on this edition of Drive Time. You all, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. Go ahead and do that for us. And go ahead and follow me on Twitter at WingfieldNFL. Follow the team at Miami Dolphins across all social channels. Check out our YouTube channel for media availabilities, Dolphins Today, and the video versions of all these sit-downs with our new acquisitions, our veteran free agent and trade acquisition players here this offseason. Of course, the Fish Tank Podcast. You don't want to miss those guys. Seth and OJ, great content. Bi-weekly here in the offseason, weekly during the season. And last but not least, MiamiDolphins.com. Until next time, fins up, Caroline. Daddy is coming home. <laughs>